everyone, welcome back to Model Student. I'm your host and friend, Alexander Rain, and welcome back. Happy Valentine's Day. I'm so happy that you're here. Today's episode is a very fitting one. I have fellow model Samantha on. We talk about her experience thus far, but really the heart of the conversation, pun not intended, Valentine's Day pun not intended, is about um, self-confidence, self-love, especially in an industry that is rejection-based. Samantha is so lovely and such a grounded person, somebody that I really look up to and admire, so it just felt fitting to have her on. Um, Before we get into our conversation, as always, don't forget to leave a rating and review, and I hope you enjoy. Samantha, welcome to Model Student. I'm so excited to talk to you. You're just such a, like, lovely person. You're so smiley. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. Thank you again for having me. I'm so excited. Of course, of course. Before we get into all of the questions about modeling, I'll just have you introduce yourself, who you are outside of modeling, um, hobbies, favorite color, (laughs) anything, anything that you please. Sure. So thanks again. And yeah, so one thing about myself that I, I feel like those around me are probably tired of hearing about is how much I love yoga. Oh, amazing. I, yes, I'm an avid yogi. I practice vinyasana yoga. Um, and it's something I picked up during the pandemic. Mm. And it was just such an uncertain time. I just graduated yeah. college and it really helped me just feel less anxious, more grounded. And then after that, I started getting into Ayurveda Okay. Learning about nutrition and ancient Indian medicine and just taking more control over like what I put into my body. Um, so when I'm not practicing yoga, I'm always in the kitchen. Like yeah. I live in the kitchen. Um, I just love to like experiment with different meals. I feel like cooking is very meditative for me. Yeah. So I spend a lot of time there. And I also like to write. So I have a blog on my website that I started this year and um yeah I just really enjoy it it's very therapeutic for me as well cool yeah that's a little bit of something about myself and I am from the Bronx New York born and raised girl yeah (laughs) what um that's so cool first of all I actually I I feel like I pick up yoga and then we'll do it like a couple times but not consistently I really want to get into like a consistent practice because I Every time I do it, I'm like, that's so nice. Why don't I do this more? That's how I felt the first time I did it in like 2018. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, I feel so light. I feel so fresh and euphoric. It was a great feeling, but I didn't pick it up again until a few years later. So yeah. I think when the timing is right, yoga will come it's, back into your life. It's about, right. um, perception being reality and how... A, a busy model you have to look busy to be busy so I talk yeah. about that a little bit um some things that I wish I knew going into commercial modeling I discussed that yeah. um, I just wanted to have like an outlet to jot down what I've learned how I'm feeling and just to be open and honest because I feel yeah. like there could be some gatekeeping sometimes in oh the for sure industry. so I think there's room for everyone really so I just yeah. share what I'm feeling and I only write when I'm inspired 
Yeah. Then it's the most authentic. Yeah, totally. So, um, I tried for a while to just like, oh, let me write something. I haven't written something in like a couple of days. And I'm like, oh, but it just doesn't feel right. So Yeah, totally. Oh, I love that. Well, that's a perfect segue then into talking about what you're here for, which is exactly what you just described, sharing some of what you know. When did you begin modeling? And did you know like, when you were younger, like, I want to model, were people telling you like, oh my gosh, you should model? Like, what was, how did you come to modeling? It's been a long journey, um, stepping into this and giving it my all. So I knew around like five or seven years old that I wanted to model. I knew pretty early on. I would watch America's Sex Top Model, like yes. everyone. <laughs> um, but there was just something about it. I'm like, oh my gosh, I love this. So that was my introduction into it. Begged my mom around 14 years old to let me go to modeling school. I convinced her. And you know, hindsight is 2020, where like probably wasn't the best decision because you don't have to go to modeling school. Yeah. I wanted to do it so badly. And she said yes. So we did that. And while I was at this modeling school, I was getting involved in my high school like fashion show. Yeah. So I thought I was a supermodel in my head, like living my best life, you know, yeah. and at modeling school, I just learned about like runway and makeup. And so I was just applying it to what I was doing on a small scale in high school. Totally. And then fast forward, I get to college and I'm a part of the fashion club. Yeah. I love that. And so now I'm doing the college fashion shows. So I yeah. always found a way to make time for it. Like it always drew me in and I, I found sure. myself making time for it, you know? So I get to college and through the fashion club, I meet like local independent Bronx designers. And so this one designer, um, he pulled me to the side and he was like, listen, I'm doing my own fashion show on the side, not through the college that I went yeah. to. Um, and he wanted me to model his clothes. And so through him, I was on like local TV stations. Yeah. And New York, the Bronx Times, um, Bronx Net, and I was modeling his clothes on TV locally. And I was yeah. like, oh my God. No, but you say locally and it's still like New York City though. Like it's New York. Yeah. Like it's like it's not like I mean, God bless Alabama. It's not like Alabama. Like you're like in right. New York. So yeah. it's like pretty I mean, that's like one of the epicenters of fashion, I feel, especially upcoming designers, like no, it's a little bit more yeah. just local. I guess it's like cool. being born and raised here, you're so used to certain things. I'm like, oh yeah, you know, locally. Yeah. But, um, that's a good point. So thanks for, for saying that. Yeah, so, of course. So yeah, so I modeled for, you know, on TV with his clothes. And then one day I was like, I'm going to apply for Miss New York. Mm. One August morning, I just spontaneously applied for Miss New York. And I get an interview. It was over the phone. And eventually like I hear back that I'll be a contestant so I'm home for the summer and I tell my mom I'm like mommy I I'm gonna be in Miss New York and she is the most like supportive partner in crime my bestie but she looks at me and she's like you did what like, <laughs> and I'm like yeah like I I'm gonna do this and she's like okay so I basically like went in blindly but I just I don't know something came over me and so I did it and I taught myself through this podcast and through blogs and YouTube yeah. what I needed to know as much as possible. I couldn't afford a coach until the last like maybe two to three weeks before the pageant. Yeah, so, I know nothing about pageants except like toddlers and TRS. <laughs> which... Well, I think 
I definitely learned a lot. There's a lot of self-discovery that goes into it. And I really yeah. do believe there's a sport. It, it is a sport, you know, for like sure. you train and you have to train for it. So yeah. um, I definitely learned that along the way, but I didn't win, but I won an award. Amazing. Outstanding interview. And so that was, that was enough for me then, yeah. you know, it felt like, I worked really hard. I taught myself everything. I didn't have a coach the whole way through. I was pretty spontaneous, but it gave me like that little bit of hope. Maybe you have something going like you, you know, sure. going. So I finished college and I graduated with my master's. And then I was working in the PR industry for like about a year. Yeah. But I knew a month in, I was like, I, I don't think this is for me. So I've yeah. been pushing for something for years and years and I felt guilty. I'm like, but you know, I worked so hard to get this degree and to get this job, but something just came over me again. And I thought to myself, I don't want to live in this what if mindset. I don't want to wonder what could have happened if I had just listened to that inner voice. Yeah. And I had a conversation with the people I needed to. And I was like, okay, I'm going to leave my job after a year. So I went to Kokorosha's model camp 11 months into my job. So this is November, 2021. Okay. And that was the push for me really transformative yeah. I learned so much about social media branding um, the business side but also like learning from Coco Rocha how to pose right like she's a legend form. she's a legend and so yeah. kind an amazing person and an amazing mentor for the camp the four days that you're there yeah so that was my final push and I, I quit my job I saved up money but yeah. I quit my job and here I am like talking to you I'm four in and I booked my first commercial three months after leaving my job oh my god congratulations thanks that was huge for me I was like okay I didn't make an impulsive decision I guess that's what I was just about to say is I think um there's kind of like a narrative I feel like that gets pushed of like well you only have so many years modeling or in this industry and you just need to go and like yeah. and like if you're talking to agents it's like okay how soon can you come out to New York like we need you here <laughs> like yesterday you know it's like there's yeah. the sense of urgency and I think there's something to be said about being smart about making sure you're like financially secure I, I mean, I loved college. I'm so glad I, I mean, I'm not necessarily like using my degree right now, but I'm so glad I like didn't go straight out for me personally. I didn't go straight out of high school into Same. modeling just for my own sanity, honestly. Like some girls are some models, girls, boys, whoever are able to do that. But I think, I really think like, it's such an unstable like you are taking such a risk that you yeah. need to make sure you have like a nice foundation underneath you Absolutely. but then it's that's the thing of like you have to take the risk and you have you to do, yeah it, I mean it works out and I'm mm -hmm. like truly thank you so much I mean you're you got an award for being the best interviewee <laughs> so thank you oh, for sharing yourself with me really what was what were some of the biggest lessons that you learned from Coco's camp, but also just the past? It's been a year really since you've been yeah. doing this. Yeah, in. exactly. Yeah. I think what I learned from Coco is that you have to always advocate for yourself, and mm -hmm. even when you think you don't have a voice, you do. 
And in the modeling industry, your voice is the most powerful tool you have. So don't worry about being quote unquote blacklisted. Don't worry about what they're going to think of you. If it, if it is not in alignment with your values and your morals as a human being, don't do it. I don't settle for anything less. And, you know, when I first started, I just thought you, you know, you have to take every job you have to, you know, you know, don't speak up because you don't want to seem like you're an inconvenience or maybe um, you're being annoying or a nuisance, but she said the opposite and it just felt really empowering. So that was the biggest takeaway for me, like always advocate for yourself because no one's going to do it for you in the real world. Yeah. And stick to your values because you don't want to, at the end of the day, have any regrets. You have to live with yourself, right? So it's important that you know what your values are when you enter any space. Definitely. That's what I was just going to say is I think, again, (laughs) I'm just so glad I didn't do this when I was like 16 because I think I was so, and some people really know themselves then, but I did not. And I was so naive and just like, yes, I'll do anything. And I think it's good to have um, boundaries for yourself. Absolutely. I agree with you. And like college just taught me how to be independent. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a nice safety net in terms of you have a degree to fall back on in a sense. I mean, I don't want to always have that mentality, but we have to be realistic and we have to survive in this world. So there's comfort knowing that at least I got the degree and I have some experience. Yeah. I feel like in my experience too, even just with things that like my agents will send me when I was going into agencies, it's like, okay, what do you do outside of modeling? Like, I think now, especially in the market, there's, they want real people (laughs) that have um, other interests other than just modeling. And I think too, again, for your mental health, like, with anything, if you're so hyper-focused on like one thing, like mm-hmm. I need to be a doctor, I need to be um, a best-selling author, I need to be like a chef. If yeah. you're like white-knuckling that and don't have anything else, like your mental health will just collapse. So yeah, yeah. I agree. Like going back to your question about what I learned the first yeah. year so far, that's it right there. Like mm-hmm. I was hyper-focused the first couple of months to the point where like, it was just too much. It wasn't healthy, you know? So I started to really hone in on yoga and just work on, you know, as my practice and my hobby, um, started to take acting classes, you know, that's always great for the industry, but, um, just to like meet new people and learn another skill. Yeah. Um, Cooking is something that I'm like, okay, well, let me spend more time in the kitchen and just other ways to occupy my time. For sure. Also, you know, it's just so helpful because you can have conversations with people on set with something other than modeling, you know, just becoming a well-rounded person. And I think that's the pro to modeling in this industry. You can be multifaceted and there's room for that, you know, to grow. And yeah. And I feel like too, like they, I feel like there's always castings. That's like, we need somebody who's like intermediate to professional like at yoga we need someone who's like like the other day I was thinking like should I take up archery like that just sounds kind of fun but I'm like again like from the business side of it it's like that makes you more marketable and more I don't know like that puts you in another room than just being a pretty face 
Right. You know, right. I feel like if I were to like go down for anything, like have any legacy on this podcast, like that is <laughs> it. Like yeah. have hobbies, please. Which kind of leads into the other question. You've mentioned yoga being, um, I mean, obviously very grounding, but how have you built like mental resilience for this job, for rejection, even being on set, do you feel like um, insecure isn't the right word? In some ways it is, but in some ways it isn't. But I mean, just how do you deal with the judgment that comes with it from the casting process to the being on on set to after to having to be so aware of what you look like mm-hmm. how do you handle all of that yeah there's so many ways I want to answer this question but I'll start off saying that I try to show up in any space I'm a part of loving myself as I am first and foremost like I understand modeling is an industry it's a business and I'm not going to change how I look who I am to fit a job or a role period, right? So I'm always having that mindset on and I'm constantly reminding myself, you're not gonna change who you are for anything. So I think showing up loving myself as I am helps me. And going back to modeling being a business, like there will be a job out there for me as I am, how I look with my hair, with my skin tone, you know, with my smile, like I don't, I'm not gonna land every job and that's okay. But the ones that do land, they're meant for me and they won't ever miss me. Yeah. Going back to like how I feel on set, I mean, imposter syndrome really does creep in. You're like, wait, am I supposed to be here? Do I know what I'm doing? Yeah. I shot a commercial in November and that same thing happened. Yeah. So luckily when it did, the universe, divine Mm -hmm. time, we had a break on set. And so I went back to my dressing room. I closed the door. And I just had to like breathe and settle into myself and remind myself that I'm here for a reason and that I'm capable. Um, And so just sometimes like focusing on my breath and like coming back to the present moment, being positive with myself, like it's an inner dialogue and it's constant, it's all the time. Um, And I also like try to show myself self-compassion. I'm like, I'm I'm compassionate with everyone else, right? Like why can I show myself that same grace? Like I'm learning and that's okay. Like, it's okay yeah. not to be perfect at everything you do. Yeah. And I struggle with perfectionism, you know? Yeah. But I think it starts with recognizing and being aware of that hyper, you know, perfectionism. Yeah. And then being compassionate with yourself afterwards. So um, that's what I do, like breath work, positive self-talk. I have like affirmations on my desktop that are like easily accessible to me, prayers yeah. for like, self-love, self-acceptance, being still, being in the moment, like, it's almost like retraining your mind. No, it is, for sure. It's like cognitive, it's like DIY cognitive behavioral therapy. It's like, okay, let's reframe this. Let's change the narrative. I think it's so easy, like, being... Like, sometimes I don't, I'm like, why am I being so mean to myself about, like, the smallest thing? Like, I would never, but it's so, like, that negativity has just been reinforced for so long that you really have to be aware of, like, those Mm -hmm. moments and, like, okay, pause, changing that thought and, like, (laughs) you know, it's so hard, but how, 
how how else are there any other ways that you um I also journal a lot so I just like dump my thoughts out into the paper even if it's negative like just let it out sometimes you just need to like let it out read it over the next day and be like wow I felt that way like you know what I mean I have come such a long way or like maybe I was being a little bit dramatic or hard on myself and reading it back makes all the difference for me too yeah So yeah, I just try to do a lot of inner work since there's so much physical maintenance that goes into the job. Like you have to maintain your appearance. Like it's what we do. But um, I think just redefining what self-care means for me and like that's part of it, you know, the inner dialogue, the positivity, not toxic positivity, but just recognizing when you're being too hard on yourself, right? For sure. Um, I appreciate what you said about, I think I call them brain drains in my (laughs) journal where it's like, I'm just like, and there's no judgment. Like it can be like, I think it's so easy when you're like, I'm on this self love journey to like push out all the parts that seem like not aesthetically aligned with like hashtag self-care hashtag TikTok hashtag whatever but one of the things that like my therapist one of my therapists said about self-compassion is this little affirmation that says like I am suffering Mm -hmm. suffering is a part of life how can I be kinder to myself right now and I love like that still feels like an epiphany to me right now because I feel like so often I try to just jump to like ignoring the first two and just going to like, I need to be kinder to myself. But then like, <laughs> I'm like not acknowledging why I'm having a hard time. And then it just festers, you know, exactly. so it's a balance of not letting yourself sink into maybe the gooey feelings, but mm-hmm. accepting that they're there, you know? Yep. It's so hard. It's, it's so I'll, hard though. Yeah. yeah. You've talked about some of your grounding and like self-care routines on what are some of the like self-care routines that maybe aren't as um, like lovely or as kind or like the moments of self-care that are kind of a little bit more like discipline, tough love to yourself, like I feel like it's very, there's been um, maybe like a mainstream narrative, like self-care is like bubble baths and face mask (laughs) and like buying a little tree. And I love buying little treats, but sometimes it's like, okay, you've had like three little treats today. Like you just need (laughs) to like do what you need to do and stop procrastinating. Yeah. Do you ever have those moments with yourself of that, of like, I don't know. Just like, okay, love you, but you got to get it together. You got to get it together. Yeah. yeah. I think so. I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is just, I mean, I talk about yoga and that being my practice, but working out, like, it's just one of those things where I'm like, oh, self-care today. I'll just do some breath work. And (laughs) that was making me feel anxious right now. So I do breath work. And like, you need to, you need to work out at least minutes you know again going back to the physical appearance of it all so yeah. I think for me it's like exercise is a chore yeah I don't like the pain I know 
I hate crunches. I don't like the ab workouts. Like it's not fun for me at all. Yeah. So, um, some people love a good workout and lifting and like, no, it's not for me. I, that's uh, how I am. I feel like for me, I have such a hard time with doing exercise in the framework of like, this is like a physical appearance upkeep thing. Like when yeah. I frame it that way in my brain, I'm like, I'm not doing it. I'm like, that's stupid. No. I'm not going to do it. Right. But like put myself to this pain for what? Yeah. yeah. But if I think of it as like being a functional thing, like when I think of like dancing, cause I grew up dancing. I'm like, okay, I will do these crunches because I want to have a strong core when I go to do a pirouette. Like it's, or even a mental health thing. You know what I mean? Like, but it is so hard. <laughs> I think about it that way too. I just learned something today. Well, oh, thank yeah. goodness. Oh God, I could be of some use today. But I mean, it is hard. I think sometimes I can, even though like I love this job, I'm on a model. Like mm-hmm. sometimes I can be so spiteful. <laughs> like I don't want to wash my face right now. Like it's just yeah. like a laziness thing, but it's like, just wash your face like it takes like 60 seconds I don't know it's but anyways I kind of interrupted your thought process what else are you saying no I mean I agree with you 100% and that's really for me right now what sticks out in my mind is just like hardcore exercise but I can also relate in terms of like brushing your teeth and flossing every night and like washing your face when something becomes a part of your job yeah. You know, it just, I don't know, it changes your relationship with it. And you're yeah. just like, okay, I have to do this instead of like, oh, I just going to wash my face today, you know? Yeah, totally. Um, so I, I relate to you, but I think that's one thing, hardcore exercise. Yeah. That's like, I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I always, I always opt for like, I'm like, I'll just do a walk and like some stretches, but I'm like, okay, I really want to get upper arm strength like I have no muscle in my arm like at all yeah. so like last night I am proud of myself I did albeit like it did not <laughs> there were no weights involved but I did do like a 10 minute arm workout and I'm like, okay, nice. this is good yeah. I think that's the thing though and you mentioned struggling with perfectionism in my mind, I have like this all or nothing, like, well, I have to do like an hour long workout or I'm not going to do it at all. And it's like, just do like a 10 minute one and like, it's small build up to it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I really want to ask you now about, um, cause you seem so self-assured and confident but confident in like a relaxed way of like, you've taken the time to know yourself, you know who you are, you know what your purpose is, you have your values. How have you gotten to that place? How have you empowered yourself? Yeah, I think in the beginning, I struggled a lot with um, comparison. Mm. And that was part of the reason why I wasn't feeling as confident at the start of it all. Yeah. Um, so I started to really unpack that. Like, why am I comparing myself to other people who are 10 plus, you know, years into the industry? Like, that doesn't make sense. So <laughs> I know. I'm like, I compare myself to like, literally like 
people have ever liked. Like how like their million Vogue spreads, like nominated for <laughs> Emmys, Oscars. And I'm like, why am I not there? And I'm like, girl, yeah. get a grip. <laughs> That's me too. Oh my gosh. You know, I'm the same way. I'm just like, but it doesn't make sense. I have to yeah. remind myself of that. But I also use it, I use comparison as an opportunity to learn more about myself like okay i'm feeling this way because i want that okay great now i know that that's a goal of mine that i wanted yes. that i suppressed because i didn't think i was capable of it right yes. so um i started to pivot so i recognized it was comparison i, I recognized it's because i wanted you know that goal or to do something of the sort yeah and i started to work on myself and make small steps to get there yeah so i think taking pride in who I am, where I'm at right now, honoring that because there's a whole beginning phase of modeling that sometimes we don't talk about. We just yeah. about the successes, but like there's a struggle bus you're on for a little while. For, yes, yeah. And that's okay, right? Like for sure. There's so much beauty in, in the beginning of it all. Um, so, and I think, I there. Mm -hmm. yeah, I, I was just gonna say, I, Phil, I had um, like a self tape I have to submit or I submitted last night and I was talking to my boyfriend about it. I was like, oh, this probably doesn't mean anything. Like, I'm sure they like sent this out to so many people like at this. I'm not going to think about it. Like, I'm not going to get my hopes up. Like, I was like, this is nothing. Like, this isn't anything. And he was like, yeah, but like whoever gets it has to go through the process of what you're doing. So like yeah. whoever gets it is submitting a self tape is taking the steps and it really I was like, wow. Yeah, actually, because I think it's so easy to think of when you see people at like the top of their career, top of their game, like think it all just happened overnight, but there's all of this getting there, even being in consideration that isn't shown. Yeah. That felt like a revelation to me last <laughs> night when he said that. I was like, oh my God. Like I felt too in the beginning when I was comparing yeah. myself. I was like, oh my God, but wait, yeah. everyone starts somewhere. Exactly. Know? And it really just shifted my again, my inner dialogue with myself. I'm like, yeah. she started from the bottom. I can do it too. You totally. Know? Um, and what yeah. you said about jealousy is so profound because I think it's really easy to like get the green little monster and be cruel not only to yourself but also sometimes to the person that you're jealous of but something like just like you said recognizing oh I want that and they did it so I can do it yeah. and I think you can't for me at least I constantly have to remind myself like their success isn't taking away from my own yeah exactly you know? Yeah, there's room for everyone, truly. Yeah, yeah. So which leads to the final question. I could talk to you for like literally ages. And <laughs> I'm so excited to read your writing, your blog. I mean, everything. Like, I think it's this really cool new era where it feels like a grassroots organization in some way with modeling where it's like, of course, there's the Bella Hadids, the top models, the you know but there's also like real not obviously like top models are real people but people kind of on the ground yeah and I think it's really important to hear stories like yours to realize like 
okay, this is so much more accessible to me than Mm -hmm. I thought it was, you know? Yeah. Especially in industry like commercial modeling, you know, all types of people. Yeah. Yes. I think that's something that, um, I also want people to keep in mind, like you don't have to look a certain way. I thought I think it's a little bit more, um, there's more (laughs) shifts happening, but there's there's a long way to go. But if you want a taste of it, I think commercial modeling is a great way to start and it's, you know, pays well and it's and fun. they're so fun. I was just going to say all the commercial shoots I've done, I like the crew is always so nice. Everyone's like, it's just so fun. And it, yeah, it's, yeah. But it's I was going to describe it fun. Yeah. 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 I was going to ask, um, how have you, we talked about like how you've empowered yourself, mm-hmm. how you've gotten to this place, but now like present day moving forward, how do you own your power? Oh my gosh. It's a good question. question. <laughs> great question. Especially because like the year is winding down and there's a lot of reflection, yeah. you know. Um, I think moving forward, I'm gonna own my power by always declaring my ambition. Mm. I think when I when I left my job, I was declaring finally this is what I'm gonna do, this is what I'm going to pursue and go all in wholeheartedly. And there was like this empowerment that came with it. So I think in any space I step into, I want to declare what my ambition is so it doesn't rob me of my power or make me feel small. Yeah. Uh, and then going out and doing it. So sure. we mentioned modeling is a risky business, right? Yeah. So we're not sure what the future may hold, but um, I just want to keep an open mind and an open heart and always declare what my ambition is and not hold myself back from pursuing something that I've always known deep down inside exactly and I think there's something too it's like my friend says like it couldn't have happened any other way like whatever happens I think knowing okay I went for it like I gave it my all like I think there's nothing worse or I imagine nothing worse than like well what if I would have done this then and you know, it's yeah, that's that's so yeah. haunting to me. I think there's something, no matter what the outcome is, knowing you gave it your all. Exactly. Oh yeah. my goodness. Thank you so much. This was such a great start to, to my morning. And I appreciate you so much, truly. Thank you. So much fun. Like talking sure. to you and just having the conversation with a fellow model and knowing yeah. like, we share the same feelings. It just, it warms my heart. So thank you so much. Oh my gosh, of course. Thank you for sharing yourself and all that you've learned. I mean, I feel like, okay, I'm ready to take on the world today. (laughs) 